Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Austin and Brighton. What up? This is our second week for our new podcast, Pool Talks. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to love. Bro, that is such a good song. And it's so true. Like, how do we love, bro? Oh, my gosh. Little Wayne, he just, he blows me away, dude. It's so good. Man, we should have an intro for us every time. Maybe we should have, like, hit him up and be like, hey, you want to come do our intro for our new podcast? Bro, I honestly think he'd be down with it. I'd be like, come on, come on, come on our podcast called Pool Talks. Get with it. Oh, man, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in on our second week, even though our first week was probably a little uh, iffy-diffy, especially with the sound and maybe some of the content. You know, it's our first time we're learning, uh, and this is ultimately for the Lord. So I, he's just pleased in us that we are just enjoying our time, you know. Yeah, we had fun with it, you know. I think we had some really good conversations, and I think it turned out well. And I'm excited for this week, you know, see what the Lord will do. So let's just dive right in. Um, where this segment came from, how to love. Um, spe- specifically, it came from, I had this conversation with uh, a lady, a barista, um, this week, I went to a coffee shop off campus and she was like, Hey, where are you from? Like, you know, just normal conversation. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually from the Bible college. And she's like, wait, really? And I'm like, yeah, why? Like, and she's like, that place is kind of like weird. And like, I don't, I don't really like it. I'm like, okay. Like she's probably, you know, not a, like she's just weird around yeah, Christianity yeah. or something. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, well, no, like me and my sister love like coffee hopping and like going to different coffee shops and we went into that OFC I think is what it's called I'm like yeah that's what it's called and we went in there and like everyone was just super judgmental they're all glaring at us like we weren't greeted when we walked in like they're super short and rude and like I, I like apologized to her even though I probably wasn't even there obviously when that happened but like I just felt so bad like I like to take pride in like my brothers and sisters on campus and like who they are and like their relationships to the Lord. And then for someone off campus to come into this area and then to make it feel like it's exclusive and that like they can't be around us and for the coffee shop to be treated them that way. Not throwing any hate at the OFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we all have an RBF <laughs> in some way, a resting person face. Um, and so <laughs> we all have that in some way, but like, it just broke my heart that like someone would come onto a campus that's supposed to be so loving and show others how to love. And this person felt the exact opposite, you know? Yeah, it's like super unfortunate. Um, honestly, though, like I've heard a lot of people who say that about our college and not just like our college, but like Christians in general. And I think it's really sad, you know, like Christians are supposed to be um, the people who show love to everybody and anybody. It doesn't matter where you come from, what your past is. Uh, it, it really shouldn't matter and we should be showing that love towards everybody and um i've definitely been been hit with this uh lately especially like at my job and other places where i work with some pretty odd people and experience some pretty some pretty weird people and it it's really put me in this place where you know i really gotta like try to love everybody yeah indeed like we're always tested on like how to love and what that's gonna look like yeah. Um, so to really just dive in, um, I kind of, I just kind of want to talk first about like, what is love? Like what, what is it? What is love? And I think a great example of it, and you guys may be like, oh, that's cliche. But like, sometimes the cliche things in our life and the practical things, he was like, oh, just take it to the Lord. You're like, you take it to the Lord. And it's like, 
I, I do. Like, that's such yeah. a great thing to do. Like, you can't over, like, practicalize that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, so, for example, looking at the cross. That's right. That is such a great example of love. Like, and someone like, oh, well, think of a different example. I'm like, why? Like, this this man, Jesus, God sent his only son named Jesus to live a life knowing that he was going to have to die for other people's sins. And in him doing that, he also knew dying on a cross that there was still going to be people rejecting him. Yeah. Like that's true love. Like loving people, laying down your life for someone or and some someone's knowing that at when the day comes to a close that there's still going to be some that don't accept you. Yeah, um this past week I've actually been going through uh the book of Mark. And uh, that's personally, that's my favorite, uh, one of the gospel books. And um, you can never read or for me, at least I can never read uh, the gospel in Mark and not get emotional because it's so crazy. It baffles my mind every time how like Jesus uh, could die for us and how he would have that much love is we as humans, we can't even fathom that type of love, you know, and I try to wrap my wrap, wrap my mind around that, um, but I just can't, man. It's just, it's so much to take in. It's crazy. Agape love. Agape love. At its finest, and that is something that we lack. We have more of like a phileo, like a friendship love. That's what phileo is, right? Friendship? Yeah, I think so. I think so. If I'm wrong, forgive me, but I'm referring to friendship love. But we have that a lot, or just the love of like, I love pizza. And then we'll use that same love to throw around to everybody. Like, if I treat mm-hmm. someone like the way I treat pizza, that's not very nice because I pooped that thing out. I mean, <laughs> I ate pizza today, but yeah, I agree. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. though? I'm basically just seeing their garbage yeah. to me. Garbage in, garbage out. Um, so first, we have three parts we're going to dive into tonight. Right, Austin? Yeah, three parts. So, loving sinners. Yep. Loving yourself, which we're also sinners, but there's still like a different, you know, kind of formality of yep. how to love ourselves. Um. Sorry, four parts. <laughs> and then loving your significant other. Mm-hmm. And then loving the Lord. Um, so first, we're going to dive into loving sinners. Um, basically, is everybody yep. at the end of the day. Yep. So it's don't, nothing is excluded. And if you're like, oh, this doesn't pertain to me, then you're a sinner because that's your pride. So mm-hmm. now it does pertain to you. So welcome back. Um, <laughs> uh, loving sinners is such a unique thing. Um Loving people. I don't want to say sinners because that just sounds exclusive for yeah. some reason because yeah. I'm giving a title to it. But loving people is such a unique thing because we so often like put sins in a category. You know, like if someone has done certain sin, we'll have less love for them. Mm-hmm. If it like downgrades us as a person too, if we have a relationship with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like in a church setting where we should love everybody and welcome everybody. If someone comes and they're like, hey, uh, I, like, you know, I just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of churches that are like, welcome. Like, we love you so much. But there's also a big population of churches that are like, okay, like, we're going to have our, like, people watching you. Like, it's just like, obviously, there's necessary precautions to take. I'm not denying yeah. that at all. But the sight of like loving sometimes like gets put on the back burner yeah. because it's more precaution rather than love first, which I, I I understand it's needed. So I'm not saying that is like wrong. Like those things are needed for sure. But 
I just feel like loving gets thrown out the window in some ways because it's more of loving themselves first mm-hmm. before loving others. Yeah, and I feel like we, we judge other people too, um, you know, obviously on their past and what they've done, but we really just got to examine ourselves and just uh, realize that we're no better than anybody else, you know, where um, we might, you know, a little more, little know a little bit more of the Bible than other people. That doesn't mean anything, though. Like, we need to love them just as much as we uh, really love ourselves. And it's so sad because I'll talk to people and they they won't even feel like they can come to church. Like, I've known several people who, who've straight up said to me, like, yeah, I've done so, so much stuff in my past. Like, I don't feel, feel like I'll be accepted in the church. And it's just so sad. Yeah. And I think that's the thing we do. Um is it's not loving it may not even be that we're not showing them love it's like that our actions aren't loving and that also probably results in them not feeling loved but meaning like it's our pride gets uprooted in those things because someone will like feel okay this is a church like i should feel comfortable or this these are christian people i should feel comfortable they open themselves up and then the first thing that goes through our mind is like ooh, like yeah he has like had a he had an affair on his wife Mm mm-hmm I, I just watch pornography. I'm better than this guy. So yeah. now I have authority of him in some stupid way. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite, you know, of like this guy is has adultery on his wife. And he's like, oh, well, this guy like is, has a habitual sin of pornography. My sin's not habitual. I've just done it once and now I'm done. And so then like instead of like taking people where they're at, us as like fallen people of the world, we're so easy like, oh, I'm better. I'm better. But ultimately at the end of the day, like, don't get me wrong. Like God is going to judge us for our sin. We will have to look him face to face one day mm-hmm. and be like, uh, yeah, I did that. But t- here and today, like Paul says, like, I don't even judge myself. Like for who am I to justify that? And like for here today, when we see people sin, like God sees it. Like if you want to give that example, like a bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, yes, God sees some sin is greater than other. And he will judge us for that. But for us, like, all sin, for what we know, all that sin does is causes a greater separation between us and the Lord. So whether it's a kid taking the cookie out of the cookie jar or someone murdering somebody, they're separated further away from the Lord because of the sin that is involved. Yeah, we can't be building like a hierarchy. You know, we can't be, we can't be doing that at all. Um, And yeah, I feel like people do that um, for like pastors too. Like they'll look at pastors and they'll be like, oh, like they're supposed to be perfect and not sin, but everybody's, you know, like I keep saying, like we're all the same and it doesn't matter what we've done. Like we're supposed to love each other. Um, so yeah, back to like the topic of loving others and uh, we're talking about like non-Christians, right? And people who aren't believers. Yeah. So um, I have had a a lot of family members and people in my life who um, aren't believers and i feel like the main thing that really gets to them is our actions you know like we can say a ton of stuff and try to lead them to the lord with our words but i feel like actions speak a lot a lot of them words and really sh- showing them that you care and you love and making time for them um is so important you know as for non-christians and people yeah i agree it just it was funny when i was sorry i was laughing because you said like our actions and our words it just made me think of like uh, loving significant others. Yeah. Like the other part, because like often for them, they say like, I mean, obviously actions speak louder than words, but yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I don't mean to call girls out here, but like 
They're like, it's not what you said. It's how you said it. <laughs> and, and then we're like, okay, I'm sorry. It's like, okay, uh, you're, you're so ugly. Is that better? Like, do you want me to say like oh more happy? God. Like, or something <laughs> like, oh, that looks bad. Or like, and you know what I mean? They're like, Savage. I was actually last night, I was playing volleyball with like some of the pastors that are here for the conference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of them like said, like, you know, was like correcting the other. And he jokingly was like, oh, that hurts. And he's like, what? And he's like, not what you said. It's just how you said it. And then the other pastor's like, oh, you sound like my wife. And my eyes are just like, oh, <laughs> boo, 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 boo. And I was just like, dang. But I think th- what that really comes down to is like, how to love. Like, yes, agape love, like that unconditional love, sacrificial love, but how to love does uh, have a different um, form for who you're reaching to. Mm-hmm. We're not going to love every person in the world the same. We're not going to love our significant other the same. You're not going to love your wife the same. I mean, you don't have a wife, neither do I. <laughs> but, like, when you have her, someday, you're not going to love her the same I'm going to love mine. Yeah. Like, we have to go about it differently. And so, like, practically... We can't sit here and be like, this is how you have to love. This is how you have to do this, this, and that. Because, like, there's obviously different principles to go by for specific people and their love languages at the least. But practically speaking, it needs to be something that's unconditional. Yeah. Something that's welcoming. Something that is, like, I love you no matter what. And, I, and like, you guys are probably annoyed because I gave, like, a shout-out to Kayla last time, like, two or three times. But, I mean, like, she and Austin can speak of this. Like, she has showed me, like, what, like, unconditional love looks like, like, so often. Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, you're a fool, but she loves you anyways. No, but for real, like, my heart belongs in the depths of hell. But Jesus saved me, and now Jesus is extending that grace to her to give to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there's been times where I've messed up. I've fallen, whether it's into sin or I've said something stupid, and I'm like, oh, boy, I suck. Here we go. Here it comes. And I'll go up to her and I'll be like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, great. I love you. Like, we're all sinners. And like, I know the Lord's working in you. And I'm like, like, what? Like, what the heck? You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of getting off topic. But I, I guess I'm jumping to the next segment of like how to love your significant other. And really, that's going to apply to how they enjoy being loved. Because we love loving others how we like to be loved. Yeah. Like, love languages, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I feel like, obviously, I don't have a significant other at this time. I'm your best friend. Um, he's thing. my best friend. Exactly. It's the same thing. No, but really, um, I recently got out of a relationship a couple months ago. Um, and I got kind of got to experience it for the first time there. And honestly, um, I think one thing that's really uh, helped me in this area and one thing that I'm really excited to look for in the future um, but my dad, like my dad has truly, truly shown me how to love um, my mom or his wife, you know. And it's just, it's so crazy. Like I'll, I'll look at them interact. Like, you know, they'll get in fights, you know, typical stuff uh, that happens in every relationship. But it they always come back around. They always um, ask for forgiveness. And they're always right there next to each other no matter what, you know, th- uh, through the thick and thin, like, they're always there. And I really, it, I think it comes down to uh, being selfless. Um, like everybody's, nobody's the exact same, obviously. And there will always be conflict. 
but just having that selfless heart and that heart of always wanting to put them um, ahead and in front of you, you know, I feel like that, that, that's really helps. What do you, yeah, I agree. And like, as I can rag off that, just like, I think our dads have been such a great example yeah. of just like showing what it's like to love and lead in love. Yeah. Um, and to, to move on to our next like part. So, so far we've done like, what is love, which is the cross, mm-hmm. ha- loving sinners, loving the people in this world. And now we're going to, and we, oh, and we've done loving your significant other very vaguely, but I think these two next points that we're going to talk about loving sinners and loving the Lord though, or it's not sinners, loving yourself and loving the Lord. Sorry, excuse me. Um, those two have to come first prior to loving the world, loving your significant other and realizing like what the Lord has done, you know? Yeah. Um, but like those definitely have to come before you can love somebody else. Yeah. Like loving the Lord and loving yourself first. And so mm-hmm. how do you use, uh, I think practically it looks like to love yourself. Yeah. We got to be careful here because we can't be like, it can't be like a selfish love where we, we put ourselves above, above others and yeah. we look out yeah. for ourselves, you know, like more than others. But I think more of it has to be of like, we have to make sure that we are getting in the word. We have to make sure that we are spending time with the Lord. Um, and more along the lines of that, of truly loving ourselves and really being thankful that God made us who we are. We can't be striving to be someone else, um, which is what we talked about last week. But we we have to really have to love ourselves and who God made us and be fully content with who God made us in, o- in order to show that love towards other people. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit it right on the head. It really starts with like in scripture of loving ourself. Um, and then we ultimately, that's how we'll grow our love for the Lord. But I think loving for yourself also like loving yourself goes into like taking time to step back and like evaluate yeah. and appreciate that self care, self care. Like people think it's wrong to like rest and people think it's wrong to, enjoy their time in certain areas Mm -hmm. but like in order to love yourself like i don't know when i think of loving yourself i think of like i don't know what i think of (laughs) like doing something to where you just feel fulfilled so like giving yourself opportunities i mean to succeed so whether that's in serving like you're feeling fulfilled because like you're seeing the love of the lord be poured out into others and that's fulfilling that makes you feel like you're just loving yourself. But I think practically when I think of loving yourself aside from like scripture based is just caring for yourself. The way you eat, the way you fill the temple of God, like the way you live your life, whether you walk into like certain sins or not, the like how you are on social media, going back to idolatry last week with social media, like that is how you love yourself practically. Are you putting yourself in areas where you are going to compare yourself to other people? Are you putting yourself in areas where you know you're going to commit this action or eat this food or do this thing where afterwards you're going to have a self-degrade and you're not loving yourself? Like if you're, I think a big root of loving yourself is having confidence. But that confidence isn't something that you muster up inside. It's something that you have to truly gain from the Lord 
Yeah, confidence in the Lord. Yeah. Confidence in the Lord will give you confidence in yourself. Not some like arrogant confidence, but knowing that like the one true king is the one that supports you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um Yeah, I would like to say that like my confidence is always in the Lord, but then I look and I look at my life and examine it and it's really not a lot of the time. Like I'll I'll say that I love myself and that I'm I'm happy with my life, but then I find myself, you know, not being satisfied and stuff. And that can honestly then linger and affect the way I love other people. And even just like right now while we're talking about it, I'm I'm just thinking of stuff that like I need to care for myself in order to love those around me. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um Guys, it's just it's just hard loving whether it's yourself, others, your significant other. And I think we have to give that unfortunate credit to just the things around us. And I don't I'm not meaning casting blame, but like we're just at a constant decline. And it's just everyone in the world, they like have this weird thing of like, love yourself for who you are. And then it's giving this message of like, okay, I have to love that I stuck in my sin. I have to love that I am casting out Christ. I have to love that I'm a murderer. I have to love that I am falling into same-sex attraction sin. But that's like the wrong message of like loving yourself. You know, loving yourself, I think, is knowing that there is something greater than what you could ever do. Yeah. And giving yourself the opportunity to grab onto the Lord's hand, I think, I mean, maybe I, like, maybe this is a wrong statement, but I think grabbing onto the Lord's hand is loving yourself because you're giving yourself the utmost opportunity to live a life that is glorifying to others and not yourself. That's good. I haven't thought about it that way. That's really good. Because, I mean, I've heard this message, um, the other day and then actually proverbs mama ramen mom ramen ramen noodles <laughs> mm, yummy mama robin man she's a a total wog like every woman should just look up to her as a proverbs 31 woman like she's the prime example of what it is to be a proverbs true 31 woman. but she was talking about like her friend and her friend needed some retail therapy meaning uh shopping <laughs> and uh and then her friend called her and she's like, yeah, like, I think I might take this, this stuff back tomorrow and go and serve. Instead of like buying herself stuff, she realized that like in order to feel better about the things she's going through, she wanted to go serve. Like being selfless. She wanted to love others and taking care of herself and, and loving herself, knowing that those materialistic things were going to go fulfill her, that she was going to love herself by loving others as Christ would love. Yeah, and this previous summer, I've had the... Um amazing opportunity to be a sixth grade uh, youth group leader at my church. And I, um, every time I go there, it's just, it's amazing how much, even though I, I point to those kids, you know, and I'm there to serve how much I, I get served and how much the Lord teaches me through that. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like there's so many Tuesdays where I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to go. But then every time I go, I'm always truly blessed. And the Lord's like, aren't you glad you went? And, uh, you know, like, aren't you glad you loved on these kids? Um, 
man, I don't know, just back to that serving, it's just, it's so good for you, and it truly, truly does really satisfy you. Like, I'm never, ever uh, discontent whenever I go serve. Yeah, and, like, which is crazy. Yeah. Because, like, oh, I don't want to go do something for others. I just want to, like, rest and love myself, take a care day. And, like, you're taking a care day for what? Like, what are you going to do? Like, watch Netflix, eat Cheez-Its, and, like, put on a face mask that probably has bat poop in it? In the world's eyes, like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know? it it doesn't. But, like, neither does the gospel. True. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. Um, so, I think to the next part, or kind of, like, to wrap this up, honestly. Yeah. Because... Um, Last week, guys, we apologized. It was 55 minutes. A little too long. I was like, oh, dude, we did it in 37 minutes. And then we edited it all, and we're like, I don't even want to listen to that. <laughs> I was like, dang, if we get a one listener, praise the Lord. <laughs> but um, so how to love God. Sorry. I think I'm going to do my draft real quick. Who should I draft? Wait. Let me see. You know what? Who are you picking? I got to focus on the Lord. Carl Anthony Towns, you're my guy. Don't suck, dude, because the wolves suck. Anyways, back to uh, our scheduled program. <laughs> got to keep it lively up in here, guys. Yeah, true. Um, But to loving how to love God. I think loving God would be what it says in uh, 1 Corinthians when it talks about loving the temple and that like we are the temple do we not know that the spirit is within us and like how we treat it is like how we're treating the lord's house and if we're treating that poorly then obviously we're not loving god at all when we're about to fall into sin and we're like i'm gonna pervert your face your grace god thank you so much for dying on the cross so i can go and drink and get drunk wow is that love that's like looking your dad in the eye and be like oh man dad thank you so much for buying me this car and you're just going to go crash it intentionally because you wanted something better. And that's what we're doing ultimately when we spit in God's face when we sin. We're like, this sin, me being drunk, me falling into pornography, this is going to be way more, this is going to be so much better than like seeing your face in heaven. Sorry, Lord. Yeah. You know? And so it's like. Yeah. And I think, um, I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but in order for us to fully, um, Oh, what am I trying to say? In order for us to fully like love God, we have to accept his love first. You know, we have to fully know that he died on the cross for us and that he he'll do anything for us. And then if we get that, then we should and want to be able to do anything for him. You know, we should want to love him no matter what. And like I... I don't like honestly if I search my heart like I'll I'll do this stuff and then after I'm like do if I really really love the Lord like would I be doing this you know if I really really like loved a friend would I really go gossip on him or her or would I really go hurt them you know like the answer is no yeah when you're saying all of that like if I really would if I do love him I do this it reminded me of this uh a way of repentance by pilgrim. And if you guys like want to hear more about this, then like, uh, just email us or text us or find us on campus. Or if you're listening to this, like that's far away from us, like message us somehow. Cause like, this is a, 
a very humbling read, and I'd highly encourage it. But I'll read the first part. And it says, I do not love God. For if I loved him, then I'd be constantly thinking of him with heartfelt satisfaction. Every thought of God would fill me with joy and delight. On the contrary, I think more and with greater eagerness about worldly things, while thoughts of God present difficulty and variety. If I loved him, then my prayerful communion with him would nourish, delight, and lead me to uninterrupted union with him. But on the contrary, not only do I find my delight in prayer, but I would find it difficult to pray. I struggle unwillingly. I'm weakened by the slothfulness and am most willing to do anything insignificant only to shorten or end my prayer. In useless occupations, I pay no attention to time, but when I'm thinking about God, when I place myself in his presence, every hour seems like a year. When a person loves another, he spends the entire day unceasingly thinking about his beloved, imagining being with him and worrying about him no matter what he is occupied with. The beloved does not leave his thoughts. And I, in the course of the day, barely take one hour to immerse myself deeply in meditation about God and enkindle within myself for him. But for 23 hours with eagerness, I bring fervent sacrifices to the idols of my passions. I greatly enjoy conversations about vain subjects which degrade the spirit, but in the conversations about God, I am dry, bored, and lazy. And if I unwillingly am drawn into a conversation about spiritual matters, I quickly change the subject to something which flatters my passions. I have avid curiosity about secular news and political events. I seek satisfaction for my love of knowledge and worldly studies in science, art, methods, or of acquiring possessions. But the study of the law of the Lord, knowledge of God and religion does not impress me. It doesn't nourish my soul. I judge this to be an unessential activity of a Christian. Rather, supplementary subject with which I should occupy myself in leisure time. In short, if I love God can be recognized by the keeping of his commandments. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, says Jesus Christ. And I not only do not er and I not only do not keep his commandments, but I make no attempt to do so. Then in the very truth I should conclude that I do not love God. Dang. Do you love God? According to this pilgrim, I don't. Same. It almost brings me to tears because it's like, wow, I don't love God. I don't love my neighbor. I thank you, Lord, for your grace. We're broken people. Thank you, Lord, for your son. Yeah. Like, that is so humbling. And guys, like, if please, again, like, hit us up. There's, like, five more paragraphs to this thing. What was that called again? What was that thing? Uh... It is called A Way of Repentance, written like by a pilgrim or something. Okay. Or I don't remember the exact words, but it's called A Way of Repentance Prayer okay. or something like that. Um, but yeah, guys, I think it just brings up a good point of like, there's so many idols in our life. We think about things so much differently than the Lord. Or throughout our day, we'll think about everything but God. Oh, when do I have to go to work? When is lunch? Do I have to do this homework? My next paycheck? How am I going to pay for school? Oh, I haven't talked to this person today. I'm going to sit and watch Netflix and think about nothing because I'm treating myself and loving myself. But then it's like, are you loving God? Like, have you thought about him once? Like, oh, I'm going to pray on my way to breakfast so I feel like I've spent time with him and don't feel convicted. And then I'll forget about him the rest of the day. Yeah. 
definitely this next week definitely gonna try to this is my challenge just trying to love the lord with everything i got and i just challenge anybody who's listening to this just to do the same thing you know like really first of all like love the lord with all your heart soul and minds and then use that love and direct it towards everybody else you know yourself your family, your friends, people you don't know, people you know well. And really just try to show everybody the love of Christ um, through your actions first. And then if you get an opportunity to talk to them, you know, even better. But most of the time you won't get the chance to talk to people. So just by your actions. Yeah, guys. Um, I mean, to end in hope and not like necessary yeah. conviction, like the Lord loves us and he loves you so much. And he would literally do anything for you. So this week, how are you going to show someone the love of Christ? I think practically for me, I am just going to be more patient. And like Christ is very patient with us. And yeah. in that, I want to try to be the example of just patience and love. Um, but yeah. So guys, thank you so much for uh, listening again. Gracias. Uh, I don't know how beneficial this is to anybody. Maybe it's just us blabbering, but I enjoy it. Definitely gives me some perspective. Mm-hmm. And if it ministers to any of you, then praise the Lord, because that is only by His grace. Yes, sir. And so uh, we love you guys. And uh, sleep nice, Seattle. Or <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Goodbye. Peace out, San Diego.